welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Manheim. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, knuckleheads, get ready for another harebrained scheme with Dark Side's Couch. And I'm Mike. And this is James. I'm Shay. So I'm a, a fan. Yep. Uh, sent us uh, this Three Stooges comic book. He, he kind of worded it like like the comic in general, like not this exact issue, but we just took it in as word like, nope, we're oh, doing this he? one. I didn't reread it. I, I guess I just kind of moved on. <laughs> So we're, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, what number is this? Uh, this is this one. is number one. Which oh, number one. Oh, wow. Was, All right. Yep. Our dude's name was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I never know if people want their their profile names out there. So I'll just say Johnny. Johnny sent us this under the assumption that it would be yeah. shitty. So yeah, thanks for sending us something you think will be shitty. We should, we'll enjoy that. <laughs> so like uh, the Three Stooges, if you're too young to know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or you're a girl. Uh, they're, they were a, a comedy troupe back in the day. Well, they were originally like vaudeville comedians. It was like uh, two brothers and uh, a, a, you know, a friend. And they were vaudeville comedians. They had an act where they had a straight man, and they were this three idiot brothers, and they had a bit. And then when the, the movies came around, they started making – like they would air shorts, like yeah, cartoons like and comedy sketches. Shorts. Yeah, before films. And uh, the Three Stooges did all those. And then they kind of went into obscurity. But then when television – uh, had to start filling airtime. They took all the Three Stooges shorts and started airing them on television, and it reignited their career. So they started making comic books and like cartoons and all kinds of stuff. And they were named after Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Yes, that's, that's where they got the name from. This, the Iggy Pop and the Stooges are a lot older than we think. No, Iggy Pop is about as old as I think he is. About 135. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a, a hairless cat. <laughs> I love him so much. But me Jesus too. Christ, I'm man. a I'm a fan. Like I, I he he was. Uh, you guys have never seen this terrible movie called The Crow City of Angels. <laughs> yes, and, I had the I soundtrack. Oh, the, I sound, had the soundtrack. The soundtrack, I love soundtrack, that is, soundtrack is really great. But the movie is really really strange. And Iggy Pop plays like one of the you know one of the people that yeah he's one of the bad guys. He's one of the bad guys that because every Crow movie is the same. But like uh, he he plays this. This psycho who snorts black cocaine and, <laughs> and he's got a lot of real memorable lines and scenes and he nails it every he's the best part of the movie. If you're ever gonna watch it, that would be the reason. Well, speaking of things that Shay doesn't know or care about, uh so the three stooges, uh the three fucking assholes, uh <laughs> yeah. they come to your town, they uh they come into your house, they fucking knock over your priceless vase that's next to the door for some fucking reason. Why'd you do that? I don't know. And they're constantly being uh, picked up by wealthy men trying to turn because they have a bet to make a, a, a bunch of bumps into gentlemen. And that just keeps happening <laughs> to them. That was the weird thing about Three Stooges sketches is they would, uh, because there were no reruns before films, so they would reuse plot devices. And sometimes even when, because uh, Mo and Larry were always the consistent Stooges. And mm-hmm. uh, originally it was Shemp, who's Mo's brother, but then he decided to be a serious actor. And if you look into like some super old movies, you'll see Shemp as like the bartender or something in the background. And he was. Re- does he still look like a molester? Yes, he does. He never changes how he looks. He that's always his, looks the that's same. That's his look. And so they replace him with their with Mo's other brother, uh, Baby, who uh, they change. They shave his head and change his name to Curly, and he becomes uh, a superstar because of everyone love everyone's favorite stooge is Curly. Not mine personally, but everyone loves him. But then he got sick. I, I don't know what he had, like Lou Gehrig's disease or something. And uh, they were, they brought back Shemp for a little while. Then he got sick and died. And they replaced him with a different comedian called Joe. And Joe was everyone's least favorite stooge. Everybody Curly Joe, yeah. Mm. No, no, it was Joe. And then no, uh, no I'm telling you right oh, now. Okay, there's a Joe and then a Curly Joe. Okay, yes. I think I lost Joe. Lost, yes. Joe got lost in the shuffle for me. I think. Well, Joe was the worst one. I thought he was kind of funny, but uh, but yeah, Larry is my favorite stooge. So Jabberjaw was based on Curly, right? Who's Jabberjaw? Yeah, who's Jabberjaw? Oh my god, you guys don't he's a talking shark in a cartoon. Jabba 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 Jaw. No, that Sometimes. is uh, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Hanna Barbera. Yeah. Oh, sorta. Okay. Sorta, yeah. He's kinda curious. Yeah, he's I, I can see that. That's Larry. And uh Shemp is the guy who looks like Kramer when he didn't have enough water pressure in his shower. Yeah. And of course Mo is their leader. That's correct. Yeah, that's Mo. correct, Homer. Mo is their mm-hmm. leader. I mean Shemp's great too. The only stooges the only stooges aren't good are uh Joe and Curly Joe. 
Curly Joe doesn't look like he wants to be there at all. He yeah. looks like a CPA. I think like he looks like he should be filing my taxes for me. Yo, you're you're thinking of Joe. You're not thinking of Curly. Curly Joe looks like Curly. Joe looks like like he's like a bald guy, but like he he was like he's very. But who came first? First was Curly Joe or Joe? Shemp. Shemp was first, and then Curly, and then Cur- Joe, and then Curly Joe. Okay, I'm thinking of okay. Joe, Joe Besser. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey there, guy. <laughs> he looks like he wants to sell me a pool. Yeah, he was. Is just... he related to Matt Besser? <laughs> I would love, Is there just two comedians it. named Besser? They would... Well, here's here's what he looks like. So I I should I should certainly Yeah, that's him. That's yeah. You... Oh yeah, that looks just like Matt Besser. He was in a lot of other comedies and stuff of that in that time. So they just need a replacement. And he didn't really care about being in the three studios. In fact, he was kind of against it, but I think he had like a studio contract. And so they Good just threw Lord. him in there. And the and okay. Mo and Mo and Larry hated him. Yeah, hmm. understandably. You dare I, down. dare I say, I think I read a book about the Three Stooges, so it's probably why I know all this. See, I remember back in the day, like before I, you know, I was young, and it was, it was the idea was like Shemp was the shitty stooge that, that only came in because they, you know, they lost Curly, but actually Shemp's fine. Shemp's, Shemp's hilarious. Fine. He's a super funny dude. He's the original. Like Curly yeah, was exactly. his replacement. And then vice versa. I, I want to hop in real fast to address the fact that I, I, I don't want to be like, asked why i'm doing this uh surprise surprise i didn't enjoy this comic i don't get it i don't understand why this is funny i don't understand why it was made i don't understand why these people are popular i don't get it now i've heard in multiple instances that it's a dude thing well have you you, love the three have you ever seen the three stooges shorts yes like the live and I didn't like them. All right. Well, it wasn't meant for us. It was meant for people in the 1940s. Comedy well, doesn't I didn't even then. Well. I'm like, why is this funny? Because they're idiots. Well, so back then, people thought they were stupid, too. Like, the Three Stooges, when those shorts were being aired before films, they weren't like... Well, yeah. They weren't like... But people well, were laughing, and they're like, oh, what idiots? And I just read it like, the f- fuck are we making well, comics about idiots what or? i will say like they're not as funny as like the the marx brothers or they're or good as like you know buster keaton or anything like that but i will say their physicality is very impressive like the way that these three guys who are not in good shape at all are able to like spin around each other and not kill one another is fairly impressive well uh that that's kind of like how they believe like curly and and shemp like they died is because of the stunts <laughs> they would do and these sketches led to a lot of like head injuries and whatnot, which may have caused a lot of their problems. Like they both died young. Do they have the football player disease? Oh, a, 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 uh, the concussion Death. syndrome. So yeah. I don't know for sure. I can't remember what exactly happened, but Curly did have some kind of neurological disease that resulted. You could see Curly. So like after he got sick and they replaced him with Shemp, you could see Curly sometimes at, in the sketches, but he ha- he grew his hair back out, so you couldn't tell who he was. Oh. Well, I wanted to bring it up now because I, I will probably be more quiet in this episode than normal. <laughs> well, my mom also hated the three because like my dad loves all that old shit and me, my brother and my dad on Saturdays because there was a TV show on in Chicago on Saturday nights called Svengooli. It's still on today. Oh, I know Svengooli. So uh, Rich Coase, who's Svengooli, is a big Three Stooges fanatic. And so mm-hmm. he would host a different show where before Svengooli would be like three hours of Three Stooges sketches. So that that would be our Saturday. We'd go to church, we'd get pizza, and me and my brother and my dad would watch Three Stooges and then Svengooli till it was time to go to bed. So it's all You went to church on Saturday? Oh yeah, because but for some people we didn't want to get up Sunday mornings. So we went to church on Saturday on Saturday evenings at like five o'clock. That's actually really smart. Well my dad worked at like a, you know, six AM factory job. He didn't want to get up early on a Sunday. What a yeah, shitty, shitty that. life. Oh, um, dude, dude, dude. Vietnam and then factory. <laughs> that was my dad's dad. Yeah, that was my dad's poor life. dad. He's been retired now for almost 20 years now. So he's been, yeah, he's been good. enjoying himself. Good God. Uh, so I, I, again, I, I, I didn't find this comic funny and I, and I, I'm going to keep my comments to myself or try to, because I realized that. It's not meant for me, and well, this these nothing, two guys this has... are in- going to enjoy it a lot more than me. But the only thing I can really add to it that I really enjoyed is something that I actually noticed after I read it. Uh, on the cover, there is, of course, the title of the comic, Three Stooges, but the O's and Stooges look, look like, like boobs. boobs. Yes, I was going to note that. They, they colored like, in... To the point of where it even looks like in the middle, <laughs> they made it a different color than they the did. white background. They did. I, the so, white... 
inside just, the O's is is flesh colored. I just clicked out of the uh, the the Zoom meeting screen to check out my levels, and when I came back on, it was the boobs and close up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, Shane, so. Shane, to be fair to you as well, I also did not find any of this funny because this has because it's like it doesn't work. Like because, yeah, without yeah. being able to physically see them moving around, it's just it, you would think it would fit because they're goofy and they're but it doesn't work without actually physically no, it's seeing just, people. It's just working. like the Three Stooges cartoon. It's like well, well, thing that's funny about it was they were real people acting that way, yeah. and then when you if they because it was lot, it was real people acting like cartoons, and then if you just yeah. turn it into a cartoon, then it's just a shitty cartoon about three normal men. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that gets us in a pretty good place there. Uh, Shay may or may not participate. That's okay. She's going to be eating some grapes throughout the rest of the show, probably. <laughs> in the shapes um, of boobs. Yes. Um, so this is the first issue from 1953. Um, Joe Kubert is involved with this. I think he, I, I, the credits are a little dicey and they're a little different from uh, the different strips, but it looks like all the scripts say uh, Norman Maurer and uh, Joe Kubert, but they often say signed. As in, like, maybe they had ghost uh, writers and ghost uh, artists. So this might not actually be Joe Kubert's work, but it's meant to look so like So they it, Stan Lee it? Uh, well, it, I mean, that was common at the time for people to have, like, like uh, Bob Kane, like, rarely drew anything, but he put his name on everything. Like, yeah, he did. It Smart. was just a common thing. Yeah, He's I like mean, Thomas Edison. Well, yeah, but he's... Well, not, both of those guys are assholes. Yeah. Tom Clancy. So. Tom Clancy did the same thing. Just puts his name on things. Like he doesn't write those books. You know, I've the never writer? read or mm-hmm. seen yep. anything he's ever done. I, I don't know why he's so popular. I, I I think they just appeal to like veterans who just want to read technical manuals for like tanks. Because that's I think that's all it really is. It's just bullshit to appeal to to people that are a little little war hungry. All right. So it's like yeah. Moby Dick for whalers. Yeah, more Moby Dick for for veterans and warhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we've got a couple stories here. Um, we do have a surprise non-stooge story in there that we'll get to in a second. I think we can kind of just we, we don't need to we don't need to focus too much. A on lot, a lot of the a lot of the 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 writer and artist patting themselves on the back for licensing the three stooges. <laughs> there, like there's like there's two there's one like letter about how great they are, and then there's a separate like cartoon of themselves saying how great they are yeah, they, drew, they drew a cartoon to uh to pat themselves on the back it's a little it's a little much but they this, have is, this is like this is like the cover of an eclipse comic <laughs> it's another winner from the three stooges multiverse <laughs> um so this first story is called uh bogus takes a beating which i guess introduces us to like i don't think this was a character existed in the shorts bogus benedict benedict no bogus? He, he's in every story apparently yeah, he's a big deal in the comic book universe for the he's, three stages. He's just always trying to bilk them. So this But story... it's the first fucking comic, so no, he hasn't been. Oh right. Like I realize like <laughs> diet like within there I get it, but like you're starting out in the first comic assuming that we know who the hell he is. Well, I think we get all the salient details from his name and how shisty he looks. So here the Stooges uh, have a restaurant during uh, COVID-19 and they can't have any customers at all. And they're going out of business because they can't afford to pay their rent. And they're in the, in the bottom panel is all their debtors and the government yes. still coming so- for all the bills they owe, despite the fact there's no bailout from Nancy Pelosi. She's not on her <laughs> side. You need to stop both Democrat and Republican because it's ah. one party for the rich. And there's three Stooges can't pay their bills because of it. Uh, well, did they own a restaurant in the in the shorts? No, in the shorts Every, they were always different. They were either in the military or they were homeless or they were <laughs> they, or they were like it's a lot of it was like homeless people pretending to be in a profession they had no business being in. Well, a okay. lot of it, I think, is also it's kind of almost continuity because as we see, they fuck up their jobs all the time, but keep getting new ones. Right. What? And one uh, Mo was Hitler. And that was actually, I did some research on that. That was like the first satirical Hitler. Was That's not Mo true. Uh, that would be Charlie Chaplin. It was before Charlie Chaplin. How can that he, be? He predated when, Chaplin. When the great dictator is a silent film and the Three Stooges shorts are. But it it's not silent. No, that. The, so that speech he made is the very first recorded movie scene for audio ever. But the rest of the movie is silent. So in, in the Three Stooges short called You Nazi Spy, it says Mo Howard as Mo Hailstone became the first American actor to portray slash imitate Adolf Hitler in a released film, although Chaplin's portrayal was shot before the Stooges film went into production. So just because they had a short turnaround time, I guess, 
The Stooges oh, got theirs out first. That's, that's what happens when you cut corners and you just get your shit out the door. Like that first company that made that weird, uh, that folding phone that didn't work for shit, but they were able to say <laughs> they're the first ones who did it. You know that great dictator speech? That could be used in every generation that's happened since yep. then, and it's still relevant as fuck. Yeah. It's great. It's fucking great. I have like, a I have a remix of it as as a song on my on my music player. <laughs> okay, okay. So as we were saying, uh, three Stooges they're running this cafe into the ground, possibly because they set their cafe up next to the city dump. As you yeah, see they there. do. And Shemp's uh, been letting yeah. the food rot in their uh, storeroom for some reason. Yeah. And there's a question mark next to cafe. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. It's actually called cafe. So like, yeah. so that is actually, I didn't notice that when I was reading it, but that is a good Three Stooges joke because like, they'll have shit like that in the sketches where all the names of their businesses are really strange. Well, so they've set up this cafe, they're running into the ground, and now their debtors have shown up. And so in order to try and appease them, they're just going to give the debtors a bunch of food. Yep. But then this dude, Benedict Bogus, shows up and he sees a swindle in the making. Yeah, the great Bogus family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the famous, the famous uh, boguses of Massachusetts. You know, in the, and, in the in the '90s, growing up, there was a claymation slash normally paper animated cartoon show called Mr. Bogus. But I know that but one. Whenever I try to describe it to people, this was like a weird half memory that I had when I was eight. So it's like I get what you mean. Whenever I try to describe it to people, nobody knew what I was talking about. So I thought I yeah. dreamt it for the longest time. It's a little yellow claymation guy that would sometimes go into a ball. And he was in like the real world in some of them. And but then yeah, it became a weird ass cartoon. Yeah, I, thought, and... I thought it was a dream that I just made up until finally the internet. Until nice. until finally I was able to look it up on the internet to like to realize that it was a, a, a real thing. Yep, there he is, Mr. Yeah, Bogus. Mr. Mr. Bogus, yeah. It's jaundice. Yeah. I watched um, so much TV growing up. So <laughs> yeah, much. I did too. Um. So anyway, what so, were yeah. we talking about? So we were talking about Mr. Bogus and uh, the cartoon. And uh, Bogus decides that he is going to do the old trick. He's going to go to the three students and say, "Hey, can uh, can you give me two tens for a five? And Shimps is like, yeah, all right, whatever. I don't understand math. <laughs> and so Bogus says, well, this is a great swindle. Uh, I'm actually going to try uh, to up the ante here. I've got these fake deeds. I've got a fake deed for a firecracker factory. And maybe I can convince these fucking morons to just swap ownership of the cafe. Because the cafe, to his eyes, is very successful because all these debtors are eating there. Yeah, right. Little does he know. Little so really, know. none of these people are doing their due diligence here. No, like the, this is kind of they—they they, they really dug the their. The debtors own are idiots for trusting the Three Stooges. Uh, the Three Stooges are idiots for not knowing how to run a business properly, and Bogus is an idiot for not realizing what's happening. They really got the the situation they deserved here. Education only went up to the fifth grade back then. Yeah, it was rough. Well, he does mention. Uh, I think Mo does mention graduating the fourth grade. That was an achievement didn't. in uh, yeah. the 1940s. Um, and so they immediately agree to swap businesses. And uh, at the same time, that's though, how it works. That is actually how it works. You got the deed, you hand it over. Hey, we've talked on the show before about the fact that up until like the last few decades, we weren't even keeping track of when people were born. Yeah. Like we, we just didn't know. We did not know what year my grandmother was born. It's insane. So yeah, I can actually believe that, that you would buy a, a business by just a dude handing you a piece of paper that says deed on the top. Right. And they all signed with an X. Yeah, they're illiterate. Which was a Three Stooges joke. Now that I think about it, I think Curly always signed it with an X. Oh yeah, I don't think any of them knew how to read. <laughs> so at the same time, completely coincidentally, these other guys who just robbed a bank also they actually bought the firework factory. They're the actual owners of the firework factory, and they have a scheme to grind the gold they just stole down to dust, fill firecrackers with the gold dust, and then ship it to Mexico. I guess. Are yeah. we sure he didn't sell the same building twice? Oh, that could be too. Because he's yeah. sneaky. So yeah, maybe none of these people own it. Maybe Mr. Bogus, well, Mr. Bogus probably doesn't own it either. Probably none of these people own it. Uh, how would you know though? How would anyone know? They weren't keeping yep. records. Yeah, there's no way of knowing. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird plan. Is gold still worth a lot if you ground it into powder? I think so, because I was just listening to a podcast. I was actually listening to Get Rich Nick, if you remember that they, uh, they we bought an endorsement from them a few months ago, and uh, they decided to go panning for gold, like in the rivers in California. And uh, you can find little tiny flakes of gold, like no problem, but you need something like about, a, like a gram is worth about $60. Yeah, but if, so, you, if you ground it down to a powder like they're doing now... Then I like, think they can smelt it down. They can smelt it down to just yeah. raw ore or whatever it is. Yeah, but every time you do that, it. it loses its integrity when you do that. That's why it's hard to recycle metals because every time you, you you melt it back down and try to repound it, and 
it, it, it gets a little weaker every time. Do you think they knew that? I, I don't think the writers of this book knew that. Well, no. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a cash for gold scheme. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's it's not the highest integrity scheme. Um, so then the Three Stooges arrive and they're like, hey, we own this place. And uh, I guess we'll just get started doing grunt work. Yeah, and they're, so, they're going to clean yeah. it up. And the, the, guys are like, the guys are like, hey, so, you know, these idiots might be useful. We'll make them do all the work while we, like, read the paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so did we say they were making fireworks? Yeah, yeah. It's a firework factory. So they're going to put, yeah, they're putting the gold into the fireworks so that they can send the fireworks to Mexico. They think you... the gold powder is a gunpowder that, that yells happy birthday when it explodes. Yeah, they think it's some sort of new advanced type of talking firecracker. So they decide to, so what's the scheme here? The Stooges decide that they're going to get those talking firecrackers so they can send one to their friend who works at the police department. Uh Uh-huh, say happy birthday. Say happy birthday. And they've managed to get in there, but in the course of doing that, they spill some gold dust onto Shemp's hair and it turns gold. And so they assume it's hair dye. Yeah, so they decide that they're going to sell the gold dust as a new kind of hair dye. And they th- and they're like, wow, we we sold two thousand bottles. It's about five hundred dollars. <laughs> like, great. So, so they so, they send yeah. the the firecracker to the investigator. What was, what was his um? His He's title? a lieutenant. Lieutenant. They lieutenant to, Holmes. They sent it to lieutenant, and it's in it, 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 they light the fuse. It still bursts open somehow. I mean, there's no. Oh, oh he's dressed like Sherlock Holmes. So wait a minute. Oh, he here. is. You're right. So this is a guy who works for the police. Yep. He knows the Three Stooges. He knows their character. Mm-hmm. He receives a firecracker in the mail from them and proceeds to light it in his office. Yep, and it still explodes, sort of, but it's it's it, he sees the the gold dust inside, and he has a hunch that has something to do with the gold heist. Mm-hmm. And Lieutenant Holmes always follows his hunches. Yep. And the, of course, the, the two criminals realize that the gold is gone. And they're like, we're going to kill the three stooges. They blow them up twice. Yep. They blast themselves through the roof of the fireworks factory. Yep, and they're killed. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> yep. The no, three stooges, uh... their body parts are like, they're like the, the two criminals are like, they, they feel the blast, but then they're covered in the, the organs and stool of the three stooges. <laughs> no, that's not, that's then... it's a total fabrication. Not true. Uh, and so that's the end of the sketch and the line. Yeah, that's nope. it. That's it. Yeah. And then they got to replace him with all the replacement curlies. All the replacement curlies are in the next story. All the yep. Joes and all, you know, they're all there now. The new three stooges is, is curly, curly Joe and Joe. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> really <laughs> scraping the barrel there. Um, no. So anyway, uh, they get in a fight uh, uh, with the uh, criminals. The Stooges get in a fight with the criminals. They end up lighting the entire fireworks factory on fire, blowing up all the fireworks that are remaining in the fireworks factory, uh, which I guess works out okay. And then a ladder fell uh, on top of the two criminals, and they get stuck together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's strange. I have uh, yeah. uh, uh, this strange about this is this was made. This comic book was made when the fifties. 1953. So this was kind of after the Three Stooges had their heyday, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So why choose Shemp? I, I assumed that, I guess I didn't know the timeline super well. I assumed Shemp was in the group at the time. No, because by the time they stopped making shorts, it was uh, Joe. And then when they started making the Three Stooges movies, it was Curly Joe. I mean, maybe it was just even at that time, it was known that those guys just sucked. Maybe they just like Shemp, but I know, but you'd think they use Curly. Yeah, just draw him in. I don't know, maybe there's a, maybe it was a rights issue. Maybe they couldn't depict him. Maybe they just preferred Shemp. I don't know. Some people do. Uh, maybe Curly said no. I, I, I'm assuming the studio had all the rights. I can't imagine the three studios had any rights of their oh, shorts yeah. whatsoever. Really weird. Really maybe weird. he fought with the studio, and so the studio decided a big fuck you. It could, Actually, be, that, it could have been that he died. He, uh, that he died and they wanted to be respectful. That could be it. I actually did read about this, and when they canceled, they decided to stop making any films or anything with the Stooges. They just stopped doing it, and they didn't tell them. They didn't say goodbye. They didn't do anything, and when Mo Howard showed up to the studio to basically say goodbye to everybody, they wouldn't let him on the property. <laughs> he made them so much money, they wouldn't even let him come say goodbye. It's weird because so, yeah. the, when they started airing on television, Mo Larry and Curly Joe started touring the country to do like film festivals of their sketches and they would do live stuff and they did that up till they like retired permanently. Yeah. 
They so, like they had a good golden they had a good golden years. Yeah, like they, they, did work they, for they a while. were they were beloved for like 50 years in this country. <laughs> So uh, back in the story, Lieutenant Holmes sees Shemp's dumbass hair, drags yeah. him into uh, some sort of uh, chemical lab, and they find out that, yep, that's gold in your hair. But first you they waterboard mom. him. They waterboard the shit <laughs> yes, out of him with, with Dr. Dick Cheney, just like trying to, <laughs> where's Curly? Where is he? Like, I don't know. Uh, Dump him in the water again. Defending freedom. Defending freedom, Mike. Uh, and so they discover that, yep, all this hair, uh, this hair dye they've been selling, you fucking morons. That was a million dollars worth of gold. They're like, well, whatever. But the, but the gold, uh, but they managed to give most of it back, I guess. Or they went around house to house collecting the gold dust from the people who bought it. Which technically, I guess you can't really do that because they bought it, right? Yeah, it's theirs. It's nine times the guess, law. But I guess none of these people own the gold. Like... It's like 98% of the gold, so stolen weird. gold recovered. So, all right. So, the bank gives the Three Stooges a $50,000 uh, reward. And now, because this is 1940, that means they're rich for life. Yep. And they go and they go to see uh, Benedict Bogus with their nice new tuxedos. And Benedict Bogus, uh, who now owns the cafe, is drowning in debt. And that's the end of the story. See, but there it's yeah. like... But first, they make fun of him. But there you see Shemp going, nuck, 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 which he never did. That was always curly. Wow. That's the second time he's done it. I know. It's like they combined them. Interesting. Mm. And then we have a text story called Bumps for the Umps by Sandy Wolf, in which Benedict Bogus pulls his biggest scam ever by getting a regular job. Yeah, you mean recycling? Yeah, he becomes, (laughs) he gets, he hires a labor force and recycles (laughs) bottles. And it just shows how how wasteful they are because at the end of the story, the, the 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 soda pop guy is just like, yeah, we don't recycle bottles well, anymore. It's easier just to let them throw them at people. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So basically Benedict, Benedict Bogus is hanging out at a baseball uh, field and he sees that when the audience gets mad at the empire, they throw their bottles at the empire. So the guy, the vendor now requires everybody to put down a two cent deposit on the bottles. Back then, so no, then one, no one cared about each other. So they were fine with throwing these, those thick ass yeah. bottles at a man. <laughs> a human being, yeah. And so uh, Benedict Bogus says, well, hey, a minute, I'll go to the World Series and I'll hire some kids and I'll give them half the take if they just collect it. Um, so he, go, he goes ahead and does this. It's called story to uh, business. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's it's just a legitimate job. But the, um, the, but the, but the soap pop guy sa- says that they, that yeah, they're just making new ones and they're throwing away the old ones and doesn't matter anymore. They're, they're, not, yeah, they're, not, they're not getting their deposit back no matter what. But they could still, like, they could still recycle the glass. Like they could I, still, were there recycling plants in 1953? I mean, you could take all those bottles of Coke to like a Coca-Cola bottling plant and they'll buy them. All right, well. I mean, they're right the there. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, also he says he gets like 11,000 bottles. Like, where the fuck are you putting those bottles? I don't know. In a big pile for children <laughs> to throw at him. Like, he's dead. Like, they bombarded him with those thick glass bottles. They don't break. They just like oh, give you hardly. a concussion. They give you the th- mysterious Three Stooges syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> No, Three Stooges syndrome is when you have so many illnesses that your body can't fit them all into your system. They get jammed. Oh, yeah, right. They balance each other out. I really should have looked up uh, how Curly died before we started the show. I didn't think to do it. Um, Oh, he died of a stroke. Oh, yeah, I know. But they think it's because, because I guess they took a lot of, when you see on the, sh- the sketches because sometimes they'll use like a real fake dummy when they like when they, mm-hmm. they do a big stunt and it'll look really fake sometimes it's them and they're taking these yep. huge they're, they're these huge risks they had no stunt man they did it themselves well, they had serious problems he had several strokes and he died at 48 yep like that's oh. yeah he was he, also you know, a notorious womanizer Yes, he he was big into I think drugs and all that kind of stuff. And like he, it was... but but he helped start uh, the the the, uh, the EPA. That's no, Nixon. You think well, of no, Nixon? No, he like the idea of like adopting stray dogs and finding them homes. Oh. Like he was one of the early fostering. He was one of the early pioneers of of yeah dog rescuing because he had like fifty dogs. Yeah, good for him. Oh, he wasn't right. a bad so this, guy. He wasn't like a bad womanizer. He just enjoyed women because he was he was the most popular stooge. He, and so women would throw themselves at him and he had no problem with it. That's understandable. I respect that. Uh, then we have another story called uh, The Big Brush Off. Right. This is a very classic Three Stooges trope where they're not qualified to do the job. So here's the thing. Here's 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 a good lesson for all the freeloaders out there. The stooges, they just lost their jobs. But they found new ones. They didn't complain. They didn't protest. They didn't demand anything. They just went to whitehouse.org and they found something else. They found something else from the four choices that all (laughs) required two-year degrees. Yep. (laughs) 
you know the only option in that uh find something new that you could do look. was was covid tracing that was the only job that required <laughs> like the it's like six hours of training and you could start right away and that was the only one that was feasible because everything else required a two-year degree at the very a, least yeah. you could be a turd cutter god all fuck kinds this, of great jobs fuck, out there this is a failed uh, state yeah, I know. jesus god <laughs> so this story it's called the big brush off and the stooges decide to apply to be house painters and the dude's like whatever i don't give a shit it's not hard to do i'll hire you he doesn't check at all which is a common theme nobody ever checks on anything that's how it was back then they were white little did they know they yeah. were jewish they probably would have got some guff if they told them <laughs> so, yeah they didn't have e-verify they're like howard that sounds fine <laughs> And that wasn't his, no, that was and then an Larry Fine. Name. So it was like, hey, Mo Howard, <laughs> hey. Larry Fine. They're like, oh, that's nice white names. No problem here. Um, so he sends them out on a job and he says, here's the address. And it's 196 Elm Street. But he just writes the numbers 196 on a blank piece of paper. Right, can't fuck so that you already up. So you already see where this is going. You should have underlined um, it. <laughs> exactly. When you're using letters that can be flipped upside down, you got to designate that somehow. I mean, he tells them. He tell well, come on. Are you gonna remember 196 Elm Street a week from now? Well, he he tells him 196 Elm Street. Then they repeat it back to him, and they get the paper, and they, and get, they the get the paper. paper. So they go to the paint store and they see a sign that says "Warning: Paint Remover." And they're like, "Damn, there must be a thief stealing all the <laughs> all pretty the good paint. gag." That's <laughs> the best Which is, part. That is what would happen in a three Stooges sketch. This is the only one that was like close to what the sketches actually were. Yeah. The first one wasn't all that. Yeah, so they decide, uh, okay, this must be the paint, and they take it. And then after they leave, uh, the owner of the paint company's wife shows up, and she's just that typical... She, remember? Do you remember um, Honey Bun in one of the other comics, and he had a mother-in-law oh. that he hated? So this lady is actually based off of an actress who is in a great deal of the Three Stooges shorts. Oh, yeah? And she always played that hoity-toity character. Either she's, either she's throwing the party, or she's at the party, or she owns a mansion with plumbing issues, or she ran a school for girls, and the Stooges must be the new educator. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, a, I guess, I mean, I guess it's a trope. I've seen Really? This... She ran a school for girls, and she's like, three dudes that look creepy. Well, she was, she was expecting Math, these professors language, to... Math, language, arts, English. Oh, there's a great song uh, where they they sing uh, the the uh, the alphabet or the vowels, the famous Three Stooges. Like you look it up, it's a. It's oh a yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, B A B B B B I B I B I B O. That's from the Three Stooges. Yeah, that's the Three Stooges. She I likes know it because it's from King, King of the Hill. Hill. Yeah, oh, yeah Dale sings from, it. That is from the So this is the lady, and I guess it's a trope. Like I didn't know that was a particular lady, but like she's she's got she's. A little overweight, and she's busty, and she's got the pearl necklace and the white hair, and she's just constantly walking around going, you know, one of those. Have you ever seen the? If you ever seen the sketch, uh, she is the lady when um, Mo is at a rich people party, he threw a cream pie under the ceiling, oh, it, yeah. starts to, it starts to dangle down while she's talking to him, and he's trying to escape, but he won't just tell her there's a pie in the ceiling. No. And he's just trying to get away from her, and she go, and she goes, "You act like there's the sword of Damocles hanging over your head." And he goes, "Lady, you must be psychic." And she says, I wonder what's wrong with that young man. And the pie falls and smashes her in the face. Very classic. And she's very dramatic. And then there's a pie fight at the end of the, of the sketch. Yep. And she was allergic to the cream and she died. And she died. So, like they all, but they all died, you know, at 30. Yeah. So she's there to tell her husband uh, that she's very happy that they've changed the paint job on their personal house because it used to be ugly pink and purple. This is back also when everyone was okay with everyone else being extremely ugly. Yes. There were a lot of, lot of uggos in the 50s. People are pretty good looking now, well, I yeah. say. I have to say. We know how I, carbs work now. <laughs> they're all not smoking eight, cig eight cigars a day. Yeah. You know? Cigar between each finger. You can really get they're that like, experience. We're going to need our three squares of meat. I'm going to need a cup of meat. Um, okay, so then the three fucking assholes, they get in their car. <laughs> and they head over to, well, they think it's going to be 190. It's supposed to be 196 Elm Street, but they have it upside down. So they go to 961 Elm Street, which by a sheer coincidence is actually the address of the owner of the paint company. Yeah, they made a big deal because she, I guess for the longest time, despite owning a painting company, mm -hmm. they were forced to live in a purple house with pink shutters. And the wife made a big deal about how it's been 10 years and they, and they finally painted a beautiful white, which is a terrible color to paint your house. It's just going to fuck it up even worse. Mm -hmm. But I digress. So the Stooges go to their house and start stripping all the brand new white paint back to their purple and pink paint, which is not at all how paint remover no, works. No, no. Um, yeah, apparently the, the owner of the company said he didn't have time 
until recently to repaint the house, which I'm assuming he just wanted a pink house to kind of send a message to his wife that he was gay. <laughs> He's a gay man. Well, Back then, back so. then it was it, it was a big deal. He breathed, and uh, he clearly loves pink because he's wearing pink pants. Yeah, like he, uh, or is that Shemp? That's Shemp. Oh, that's Shemp. Well, yeah, Shemp loves pink. It's too. worth noting that artists used to hide, like Rembrandt, hid all sorts of uh, gay subtext in his paintings uh, because he couldn't come out as gay, but he wanted to to do something with it. So there are there are a lot of hidden things in fine art where closeted gay people who couldn't come out publicly. They hid that in their work. And that's, you know, or, that's what he's doing. Well, let me let me ask you two questions. Okay. Then. One, mm-hmm. in this scenario, are you calling this fine art? Yes. Yes. Two, this in this <laughs> scenario, if it's, uh, you know, um, then hiding uh, his gay subtext, homosexual. Yeah. Homosexual subtext and stuff, which I did a paper on in college. So I actually am very interested in that subject. You're the um, perfect person to be on this show for this comic book. Then. Yeah. No. Um, who is gay in your scenario? Is it the, the artist? Husband. Yeah. No, the, the husband. husband. And she's his beard. But she, he didn't. This is a comic. Somebody else put that in then. So you're calling oh, right. Norman oh. Mailer or whatever his last name is. You know, speaking of hiding homosexual stuff in art, I have, I have some, this always really bothered me about uh, people's prejudices about human sexuality, whereas it's like when you look at the Renaissance painters mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and the age of the Renaissance and the Pope and all those people, they were all gay and they didn't even have a word for it. They just, everybody around the world during the Tokugawa era of Japan, like the idea of same-sex coupling, they just didn't even bat an eye about it. And then all of a sudden, one day, it became this big problem. What happened? But that was, but that's not true. Like they were all having gay sex, but it wasn't socially acceptable. That's well, why it was Spart- hidden. The, the Spartan, well, no, like uh, the Pope was gay and Michelangelo was gay and they made statues about being gay and the Spartans, their whole warrior culture was about homosexual relationships. And then was there one an day, openly gay Pope? I know they, there was they, a female Pope at one point. They Oops. didn't think, they didn't, it was not about being, so in Roman aristocracy as well, like the idea of loving your wife, because they married for status, and the idea of actually caring about your wife was the taboo. But having a boy lover was normal, and if you loved your wife and didn't have a boy lover, you were considered strange. So what happened? What was the big switch that made people be like, that's bad? I still think it wasn't considered publicly accessible. It's just something that everybody did. I still don't think it was publicly, uh, you know. I just don't, I just don't understand. Like when, when, and when in human history did that become something that you kill someone for? Probably when Christianity took over. Yeah. Was, because, well, the Pope was Christian. And he had, and, they, and, he was, and the Popes were all known for having these. But the Pope these, wasn't at the same time as the Romans. Yeah, they were. There was the Holy Roman Empire. There were but two the Roman Romans empires. killed Jesus at first, and then uh, uh, there was a, a. I think I believe it was Constantine, the Roman emperor. He had a vision. Uh, he wanted. He really just wanted to unite the empire under one religion to stop the infighting. And he he chose Christianity because it was like a, a mixture of all the religions anyway. So he, he he said he had a dream of the cross, and he then told his empire that they were all Christian now, and that was the new rule. They became the Holy Roman Empire. So Shay, are you starting to think this is a pretty good comic book now? No, it still sucks. Pretty good. Look, look, look where it brought us, though. <laughs> okay. All right. The great histories of man. I mean, if you guys want to, after this, talk about the homosexual subtext in Hitchcock movies, I'm all for it. All right. I've never seen a Hitchcock movie besides The Birds. Uh, Birds, fantastic. Psycho's fantastic. Lots of good stuff. So um, many are. Rope. Oh, my God. Rope. Rope is one of my favorite movies. Yep. Rope is fantastic. It's a movie about autoerotic asphyxiation. I only watched uh, The Birds because I had to find material for this show that I never used. Okay, all right, here we go. Um, So we got one more page left in this story. And uh, so they've completely repainted the house to be pink and purple. Uh, The gay man and his beard show up and they're furious. And she says, boo! (laughs) And and they run him out of town. I don't know what he is. He's played by Danny DeVito, though. And then then he, he gets the Stooges jailed for this. Right, they destroyed his house. They they went to the they went to the wrong place and destroyed his house. I mean, this seems pretty severe. They've the last panel of this comic is the three Stooges in black and white striped prison jumpsuits, uh, painting the entire length of a highway from Los Angeles to New York or something. Like that seems a little severe. And they're like, when you get to Chicago, you're going to L.A. and back. And back. That's a, yeah. li- a little much. A little much for right, uh, it was a mistake. Oh, yeah. It was just, yeah, they, they don't necessarily break any laws. 
I don't know. He did man. say he had he was friends with the governor and he was going to destroy them. Yeah, he pulled some. Yeah, he really he went from zero to like a hundred real fast on that. There are some three Stooges sketches that end with them being killed for their mistakes. Really, I I, I, I tell you, there was I think there was one where they got like killed by a firing squad and then they were arguing. But they on always their way come to back. The afterlife always come back, dude. Come back better than ever. Now, then we have the only book that isn't a uh, Three Stooges book. It's Jenny Steele, Hollywood Stunt Girl, and I would like to uh, be in love with her. Dude, I would love to do. I was going to say she looks like Shay. She, I, I was going to say she looks, Shay looks like the evil twin of Jenny Steele, Stunt Girl, based mainly on hair color. Shay, are you the evil twin of Jenny Steele, Stunt Girl? I mean, I did a lot of stunts. In my past, I've been hit by a car a couple times and stuff. There you go. Totally for, counts. That's for pretty much sketches, it. but yep. I, I really just think you guys are doing this because she has short hair and I have short hair. Big eyes, big eyes, and short hair. Um, I do have big small. eyes. Thank and you. She's very, and she's very petite and small. Yep. Like you. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Why is that all? Nice. And thank you for. I yeah. just described yeah. you. That's, that's just those that wasn't quantifiable me, that facts. Wasn't me. That wasn't me complimenting you with lies. That was me just explaining your, your physical situation. Also, you wear a cowboy hat a lot. Well, yeah, that's to cover my dark hair so people don't think I'm evil twin of somebody. <laughs> yeah, it works out pretty well. You know what? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so this is Jenny Steele. She's a spunky stunt girl. And right? uh, she. Uh, this is a story about a woman who is uh, making a good living uh, in Hollywood, doing a good job, being respected for it, and this other woman can't stand it. You'd think she'd be like a feminist icon. Jenny Steele? Yeah. Uh, she's an icon of mine. She's so spunky. She was better at everything than everybody else. Yeah. So she keeps uh, doing these stunts and she's doing well. She's doing great. And then there's this, this total fucking bitch who just who hates her. Who is she though? She's Why just a she lady on, on the set. set. <laughs> yeah, she's just a lady Wait, on so the set. Is, is Jenny Steele her stunt double and she's the actress? I don't think so. Because you would think they dye really the hair understand. color. Because they have different hair color. And I, the best part about this too uh, uh, is that this book, where all the the men, the other men, not only don't hate her for how good she is, but they're also not just randomly lusting after her. This is a very they, progressive comic book. They have genuine admiration for this lady. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. I want to add something to this. Um, the Romans did have issues with homosexuality. Oh, which uh, which uh, generation of? Uh, well, Romans. let me see what I just read here. And so it's, it's very strange about all that, too, because when the Roman Empire was uh, had issues with Christianity, the Christians, they would write this anti-Roman propaganda so, and okay. made a bunch of lies about them, which modern historians used for the longest time until oh, yeah. they realized and, they were just fake. Well, and like same-sex marriages and relationships and stuff were very prominent in Africa and within, you know, cultures that that were centered there and so when the europeans came in and decided to say fuck you to everybody and they brought over christianity then, what about prior to christianity the roman empire so was around for a long time here is at least i i haven't read fully through because i'm trying to do this while we're talking yeah, this seems within but, the scope of the show yeah um so homosexuality is in the torah as being forbidden the torah was then used to help base off of the new testament so that carried over more so the Romans, so it was illegal for a free man to be penetrated, but a free man could penetrate whoever the hell he wanted. Yeah. And, uh, say, and kids had to wear little armbands so then they could tell who's a free child and who's not, because I guess all the free kids were, all the, the slave children were free game. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that was more the Greeks than the Romans. We're not looking up the Greeks, too. We get, we get one historical lookup per show. No, then we got to go to the Tokugawa era of Japan and see how weird they were. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Jenny Steele's doing a great job, and this other lady's not happy about it, and she's mouthing off to this publicist or something, this dude. Uh, right, and she just accuses him. Of the only, she, she's like, the only reason you like her is because she's blonde and cute. And he's just like, dude, it's not about that. You need to calm down. She's super spunky. She's good at her job. She's got a great attitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great attitude. And so uh, the woman's like, well, I guess I'll just have her murdered. That'll take care of things. <laughs> 
I love how like back then this this glorious Chad knows not to be a simp when this when she's just like, why don't you have me instead? He's just like, my my father didn't leave me enough money to take care of somebody <laughs> like you, and she's like, why I ought to? Because it's the three students. Yeah, for sure. So I threw that in Even there. No, it's not, but yeah. Uh, right, but this guy knows not to be a simp. Yeah, he knows. And so he, he ain't paying for her OnlyFans. <laughs> so he has he has uh, Jenny Steele out on a date, and she's like, what about that girl you're always hanging out with? And he's like, fuck her, and they laugh. It's kind of a bitch. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I don't think I can handle that. Here's a great thing where she wipes away all the soot and she goes, there, it's not much, but it's me. He's like, oh, it's great. Yeah, you still look great. You look fantastic. Yeah, she's super nice. Yeah, it's super agreeable. It's just having a great yeah. time with life. Just taking the bull by the horns. Yep. And uh, now she's in a movie where she plays a cop's wife and has to try not to get killed. No, I'm kidding. No, it's a football movie. <laughs> not what happens. <laughs> she's, like, she's like a stunt so I don't know what the so is she the actress in the movie no. or is she just the stunt person and who is she the stunt person for? I think she's just, never bring it she's up. She's just such a great stunt woman that she can. Uh, she's better than any male stunt woman. Probably a little less expensive as well. Wait, say any, that again. Any, any male stunt woman. She's better than any male. Well, we were talking about Shakespeare and I was thinking about men doing the women's parts. And I got all confused. You know what though? We would say like female stunt man. Right? Yeah. So why can't I mean, we I say wouldn't. male stunt woman? You might. I'm a little more woke, but you might say it. To the stunt person. Yeah. So anyway, maybe she's just so good. And let's be honest, even though it's not fair, woman in the 1950s, she was probably a little less expensive than the stunt man. Oh, fair. I figured yeah. we can make this work. This clearly maybe, isn't yeah. like a high quality production. This is on the cheap. All the men were in Germany fighting Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> we got nobody left. So she had to found a baseball team with Tom Hanks. Yep. And so, uh, that's di- no, that's a different combo. They run through a few other scenarios. Uh, no, you missed the part where she pays the, the brunette, the, the evil bitch lady pays one of the, the football extras to just fucking smash, yep. uh, oh, yeah. our stunt woman, but, uh, he can't get her. In fact, he, she dodges him so well that, uh, he snaps his neck. Yes. Like, like he falls to the ground. It's a hard crunch. He chins it and just snaps his neck back and he'll never walk again. Oh God! Back then, they didn't treat the 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 differently abled yeah, very well. You walked it off. You walked it off, or you got thrown on the garbage pile. Um, and so everything keeps working out for Jenny. And uh, so this is really pissing off this other lady. So here she like uh, there's a motorcycle stunt they're doing, and uh, so the lady like slashes her tires and almost gets her killed. She's still fine though. Yeah, Can't like reflexes. Yep. And then this dumb asshole comes in, the evil lady, and imme- the first thing she says is like, hello, is everything okay with Jeannie? Like, and immediately. Like, that's such a woman feud kind of oh thing. Oh, my God. What oh, not happened? even. Oh, oh, you know what? Actually, it's worse than that. She comes in and she says, hello. Oh, I hope Jeannie's okay. Like, she doesn't oh, fucking you. know what happened. She's just saying. What a bitch. So then at the end, <laughs> she's so unlikable. Yeah, terrible. she's no a real demon. fuckwit. Like, who is she? Is she like some kind of producer? I don't know. Is that why she's there? Because she's clearly some kind of debutante because she's wearing like all these expensive clothes. I think kind. she's in PR. I guess. Right, well, I mean, I guess PR and me right now. <laughs> PR and me right off. And so uh, so then there's this last attempt where she's in like a catwalk or like a suspended uh, chair above like some water. And, yeah, it's uh, like a chairlift. Yeah, and so the bitch lady has like gone up there and like cut the straps or something. So she falls. Straight up tries to murder her. Like this is going to shut down production on this movie. Like this is right. going to impact paying her. For her. Yeah. What's she doing? Why is, why is she just fire her? She's <laughs> bigger of an issue. Um, but, but clearly he, the dude that she wants to date, there's only two women in the world. It's her and, and Jeannie. And so if she, hey. if she if she kills Jeannie, he definitely won't want to date a, a blonde that looks like her or something. He already said why he's not dating her. It's because she's yep. too high maintenance. Move on. Find a guy who's into that. Yeah. No, he said that because we work together that's an excuse yeah i made that excuse yeah, a lot that's my an life. excuse that's not real that's nah, don't dip your pen in company ink letting her down that's gentle. Right too. i once told a lady at work i had herpes so she would so she would <laughs> well, stop st- statistically you probably do we, we, we most right, of us but do the, i told that story to someone they go aren't you afraid she would like tell everybody at work that you have herpes like oh, well then none of the other women will ask me out either perfect so there's there's Mike's humble brag for the episode. How do I stop all these women from asking me out all the time? Um, uh, so well, the thing is, like, I guess being professional makes you uh, an attractive uh, mate potential. I suppose I don't well, know. Well, that's what we see from Jenny Steele here. Um, right? Look how qua- competent and respectful yeah. she is at work, and all the men love her. She survives, and then at the end of the story, she's like, "Hey, guess what, bitch? I found your custom lipstick up in the seat up there. So you better fucking kick rocks, or I'm gonna call the cops." Yeah, all right. and then she beats the shit out of her. 
She does beat the shit out of her off panel. Yeah. But we do see the aftermath of the beating. <laughs> yeah, she is like, she's looking very despondent here and her hair's all Dude, she pulled. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but like she literally like stuck her thumb in the eye socket and just scooped out one of her eyes and it's just dangling from the, the meat wire. Jenny Steele is fucking hardcore. She was in World War One. I. I would like it if the end of every Jenny Steele comic, she just flips the switch and murders whoever's in her way. No, she always scoops out an eye. It's her calling <laughs> it's her, card. It's her thing. Jenny. Um, so then we got one last story. Uh, it's the Three Stooges again in a story called Bell Bent for Treasure. And uh, we can kind of get through this pretty quick. So, sure. So uh, basically... Because uh, this story made no sense. Yeah. So Benedict Bogus uh, decides to run another con on the Three Stooges. The Stooges... Do they not remember him? They don't remember him. And it's mentioned that this is in continuity with the previous story because they say that they they used up the $50,000 that they got from the previous story. Right, and on what I imagine. They bought $17,000 suits. Those were those suits they bought at the end. Right, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they had all those, they had a, a great deal of debtors. Yeah. And here you can see even back, so what they do is they... Uh, they, uh, they, they realize they need some money because a friend of theirs, uh, she's being evicted. And, mm-hmm. and they, they just think that she's moving into the street. Even though I'm sure these guys have been evicted plenty of times, so they should know what's happening. Yeah, So they, but they don't because they're fucking jackasses. She's also a single mother, and her son has a broken leg. And, they, and even back then, there was still no health care for people. Yep. Bit, seems like a common issue in this, <laughs> in this country. Why are the Stooges getting fatter each story? Because they're Cause... aging. <laughs> their metabolism is slowing down dramatically right there because all they eat is potatoes and and and, uh, <laughs> and and boiled lamb that's all they eat ew boiled yeah, they're <laughs> boiling that lamb because they only have access to uh, a stove that just boils water and they just throw a lamb in there i don't that's how people lived back then if it's you don't very know. grapes of wrath it's yeah, very they bo- boiled lamb and they they drank uh distilled liquor that they mm-hmm. made at home and that's how people lived yeah and so uh, they want to raise some money to get this lady out of debt. And Benedict Bogus hears all this and he says, well, here's the deal. Uh, I got this treasure map and you can go uh, underwater and find this treasure, but you're going to need a diving bell first. And luckily I can sell you that too. What the hell is a diving bell? It's it's a bell that you basically are submerged inside and it basically leaves you in a cone of water that you can then do underwater work in. I don't oh. think they're used anymore. I don't know if they're used anymore because it seems pretty archaic. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. And so he's like, dude, I, I, I know somebody's got this diving bell. And they're like, oh, shit, let's buy this diving bell and go dig for the treasure. Right. So they give him the money and then they steal a bell. And they steal a bell. And uh, then a news report comes over the radio and Benedict Bogus hears that a bell, a famous bell was stolen and it's worth like a million dollars or something, some for $50, whatever, whatever was a lot of money in 1953. It's worth that much. And so uh, Bogus decides he needs to get that bell back because it must be the same bell. Oh, it was a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars, thousand dollars, even in those days, like. Well, that's a thousand dollar reward. That's not what the bell is worth. Right, right. It's a thousand dollar reward for this historical bell. So he's going to chase after the Stooges to get the bell back. They also made a joke about uh, Larry being infested with parasites. Yes, there's yes. a joke about how Larry has uh, lice. Like Mo runs a telescope right up against the back of uh, Shemp's head, and uh, or Larry's head. Says that we're being uh, attacked by uh, little white creatures. Which means they all have lice. Right, they do, because they live in the same they mattress. Sleep in the same, yeah, they sleep in the same bed. It's fucking if gross. you see a lot of Three Stooges sketches... They always slept in the same bed. And sometimes their snores would blow the blankets off. Delightful. Uh, and so uh, they say, well, you know, we'll, uh, we'll bring the diving bell up, but then, uh, then uh, Shemp's going to die. And they go, ah, fuck him. And they pull the bell up and then they Whatever, decide. Whatever, we got three other ones. We can just replace them. <laughs> so they pull the yeah. bell up. <laughs> Nobody's going to get the bends. Uh, well, they're only, it looks like they're only about 40 feet down. Like, it's not let's, that bad. Let's call Curly. <laughs> not doing anything. Uh, so they decide. Well, what the hell? Let's try and get Shemp back. And they uh, take a take a magazine photo of a sexy woman, and they they submerge that as bait. Right, but they make sure to put the hook through the face because Shemp has very bizarre taste. Yes, uh, Shemp loves this, and uh, they pull him right up, and then they decide to beat the hell out of him for some reason because, because it's, it's always been his dream to be a fish, and so they decided to catch him and treat him like one, and then he thanked them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank and you so, guys. And Thank so, you guys for. for... We're gonna let that. Fl- we're gonna let that go. What the fuck? And then Benedict Bogus <laughs> takes the bell. And he brings it down to City Hall or the museum or whatever. 
And uh, the dude at the museum is like, are you a fucking moron? It's just this tiny little bell. It's just this yeah, tiny, we, you got we, the wrong bell. He's like, no, and it crushes his back, killing him instantly. Yep. And he can't afford any sort of health care, of course. So he just nope. dies. Nope. Nope. And uh, so there we go. And the, and the Stooges give the lady the, the money that they, they got some, somehow. It's I'm like, hey, sure. this will help you for a couple of weeks. Good oh, he sold the he sold the bell back to him, so they they had just enough money to uh, pay for the broken leg and get her not unevicted until next month. Yeah, until next yeah, month. Yeah, he whole... he sells it back to them for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, just exactly what they needed. Yep, and, exactly. And, and the cycle uh, of poverty and, continues. And the next issue, uh, which we will do, of course, is oh, uh, of is called Smasheroo Men to the Moon, and there is a actually a Three Stooges movie, a full uh, length film with Curly Joe where they go to the moon. Ugh. I was just going to say, like, you know, I guess the one benefit they could have of the comic books is that they could, like, do crazy set pieces that they couldn't afford to do in the movies. But I guess that's not even a benefit. Like, there's no, no they, point to make this did. book. There were, like, some really piss poor Three Stooges films that they made right. after of their after their popularity uh, jumped back up from television. And then they uh, had a little a couple extra pages. So they just uh, they shoved in some uh, single panel gags with the the three Stooges. And there's a fucking loser, a really impressed of uh, all the three Stooges comic books that he can get. You fucking dork. What a loser. Uh, Which again, this is issue one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lie. Well, they're 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 future proofing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's an ad for the first three dimensional comic book ever made. It was a Mighty Mouse comic book. Yep. And that's about it. And then they made the, the first four-dimensional comic book, but children kept being, being trapped in the in, in infinite. Yes. They, they fell through a time portal. They're now drifting through the, the various right angles past our dimension. It's a, it's a complicated bit. It's a complicated bit. Um, I think that's it. Uh, what do we think of that, guys? Uh, uh, what's my rating? What, what's the highest it goes? Dude, I 10? don't know. Am I at 10 now? I think you're I'll a 10. I'll give that uh, 10 stars, of course. All right. That's perfect. It uh, Shay, do you, do you want to participate in this part or do you just want to opt out? It wasn't as bad as Alf, but right. I don't even like want to rate it because I you just... You don't have to. Yeah, you get N- I don't you get, get it. You get like, N- I feel it. like I'm missing something because I just maybe, don't Maybe we should, get like, after quarantine, we should have like a Three Stooges marathon until you do get it. That yeah. sounds terrible. But we're going to have lots of weed, though. I feel like... That's like when you know how people when you first start drinking beer and people are like, oh, you just you you learn to like it. Yeah, learn so to why like the this fuck poison. would I do that? I don't, my mother never learned to like the Three Stooges. She thought it was idiotic. Mm. And well, I mean, also, but also she had to deal with all the broken shit for me and my brother poking each other in the <laughs> eyes and like hitting each other over the head with shit. Like Three Stooges resulted in a lot of childhood injuries for me. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, for me, I mean, it's hard to grade this because it's, it's, I guess it's good at doing what it's attempting to do, which is stupid, but, but the artwork, like how is would you do it? How yeah. would you, yeah, I don't the, know. Right. It's hard to say. And the art, the artwork's pretty good. And I'm, I'm hanging on to this Jenny Steele story as part of a personal project on the side. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm, you know what? I'm going to give it an extra point for not being racist. Cause that's, that's yeah, where we've come right. to bonus yeah. points for just not being a complete dickhead. Um, and so that brings it up to, uh, nobody's more surprised about this than me. Uh, surprising three out of five eye pokes. <laughs> ah, they should be blind. <laughs> they, they should did. be they blind. Yeah. Again. They just blinded each other over and over and over again. Oh Cushions. God. Yeah. No uh, wonder Shemp and Curly died. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Uh, let's see. You can check us out at the Facebook fan page and leave us more suggestions like our boy Johnny did. Thank you. We're up on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us at Apple Podcasts and uh, Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your goddamn podcasts. I should probably write a copy for this. Just trying to remember it every time. Uh, Mike, what are we doing next time? The, uh, Psycho Blast. Right? Is that what I said it was? Let I don't know. Real, You're the only look, one who's seen this. Let me look this. real quick. Let me look real quick. I forgot what it was called. So Mike's yes. going to check the stack. It's called uh, Psycho Blast from First Comics in uh, 1988, number four. I have no idea what it's about. It looks really weird. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. look racist. There's a naked man. <laughs> Shay and I haven't even seen the cover, so we're going solely on the name of this book. So we're going we're gonna to take a look at that. We haven't, we haven't honored our promise to like be more diligent and no. going through books beforehand after no. our Miss America debacle? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> we made a big <laughs> we promised to do it. We didn't at all. Well, I mean, it's from the 80s, so it shouldn't be. It took a big risk with the Three Stooges. We we did. It was was a request. It was a request. And I guess if you want to request something racist, 
Now we still probably shouldn't do it. Never mind. I'll take, I I take that say, back. No. I'll take that back. No, James. I, I don't no. want to open that up to the, the no, white there are no. shoes. Who there's are so many, there's so many right wing comic book lovers. What are you doing? They're just yeah. they're so ready. They had their they had their finger on the mouse, ready to oh, comment. Oh god. And they're 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 Nazi flag behind them. <laughs> Here we go. It's finally the show for me. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, anybody got anything else they want to add? Uh thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. Yeah. Shay. Uh, yeah, thanks, Johnny, for for writing in. It was really nice to uh, be prompted as opposed to having to search for all of this. And uh, hi, Matt. Yeah, hi, Matt. How you doing? What, hi, Matt. What a sweet ending to a comic book about a bunch of sociopaths. Right. Oh, That's they it. mean well. They love each other. <laughs> they, they care about one another. They share everything, <laughs> including so, head lice. It's something yeah. that we should we should we should take little bits of, and not unlike the head lice though, but I mean like that mentality of. <laughs> Caring about one another to the point where, yeah, I don't know, I'm an old communist. What do you want? I mean, it doesn't seem like Mo cared about him very much since he tried to beat the shit out That's of him. That's how he shows love. He always made sure to share the money he had. <laughs> like, he, he, there's two friends. One for all, the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. The three fucking jackasses. Ta-ta for now, Cushion Crusaders, and we'll talk to you next time on the couch. California, locking down again. Florida deadliest day of the entire pandemic. Uh, Hospitals at capacity in a number of places around the country, shortages of testing, shortages of personal protective equipment for nurses and doctors. A lot of people say this is because we don't have a national plan. You talk about states. We don't have a national plan. Do you take responsibility for that? I'm a victim of circumstance. Uh, Who are you hitting? Oh, you're gone. (laughs) Be quiet. I remember that it was common. Like if I ever wasn't, whoa, hang on. <laughs> Please keep that in. <laughs>